Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's Musing, the first one of the year 2022. My name is Darian Duckworth. I am so glad that you are here as we reflect on God's goodness in our world together. This week is the first week of the new year, of course, and I am recording this on the eve of the Epiphany. The Epiphany falls on January 6th every year, and I thought this would be a good time to reflect on some recent and more distant Epiphany's past. So let us jump right in to this week's musing. Learning from past epiphanies. Every year, January 6th marks a new season in the church year. While the day of resurrection's actual date changes each year, along with Pentecost and the starts of Lent and Advent, the feast of Christmas and the epiphany of the Lord are constant. Epiphany follows the 12 days of the Christmas season, and it's a day we glamorously recall the Magi searching for, finding, and worshiping the Christ child. They present gifts of deep significance and return home rejoicing in their encounter with a life-changing God in the form of a child. Those of us who know the story also know that it's not all glitter and glamour. Tagged onto the Magi's return home is the evil lurking in King Herod, a jealous rage the Lord reveals to them in a dream directing them on a different path. The gospel reading for the Epiphany is the same every year, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1-12. through 12. It ends with the Magi vanishing into the night sky on an alternate route home. And if we, had, if we read a little further, we find ourselves in the lowest and darkest valleys of Herod's decree of genocide. From the brightest of mountaintops, we descend into the depths, out of which we cry with the psalmist, how long, O oh Lord? Last year, on January 6, 2021, as chaos unfolded at the U.S. Capitol, I remember sitting in the sanctuary and wondering how such awful events could happen on a day so fraught with beauty and light in the life of the church. I was angry, hurt, and confused, as I'm sure many of you were too. There was so much I wanted to say and to do, but instead, I simply went home. And sitting on the coffee table was an annual epiphany tradition I had completely forgotten about in the days unfolding. Because you see, every year on the epiphany, I have watched the movie Spotlight since its release. That morning, I had already put the DVD on the coffee table. I had dinner at home already planned. And the reason I do this is because it was on January the 6th, 2002, that the Spotlight team at the Boston Globe published their in-depth investigation of abuse in the Catholic Church. The film tells the story of the small team of journalists and the stories they learn along the way. Towards the end of the film, one of the journalists points out, um, and almost as an aside, that the piece would go to print on the Epiphany. Not much is said about this detail, but a lot is also said. Light is needed to expose the darkness. And on a day set aside to celebrate the fullness of Christ's light, we also cannot ignore the darkness revealed. I watch Spotlight every year because I never want to forget some of the worst things that happened in the church. But I also don't want to forget that we are capable of participating in God's best work of healing, grace, and justice. One Spotlight may not cast out all of our darkness, but it makes a difference. 20 years have now gone by since the Spotlight piece published 
on one epiphany past. It was on the last epiphany that an uprising occurred at the Capitol. We would be remiss not to learn from these epiphanies past, most importantly, the first one there ever was, where intellectuals from the East saw a star and dared to follow. We are capable of choosing a better path, a God-given way home. In this new year, will you choose to participate in what is right and good and full of light? As we vow in the United Methodist Church in our baptismal covenant time after time, will you reject the powers of evil and and oppression in all of the ways they present themselves? Will you live as a people of epiphany? Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. And I want to encourage you to take a look at the full musing in written form. There's a link in the show notes. And also this week's musical selection is a song that my mom introduced me to uh, just a couple of months ago. And this week, for some reason, it has just really been speaking to me. And I thought it went along with today's musing. Uh, The title of it is For the One. It is by Brian and Jen Johnson. And it is just a beautiful reminder that Um, God has called us to live with kindness and compassion for the one, for he is the one who has given us all good things. So friends, until next time, I do indeed wish all good things to each of you.